Hi, this is Matt Rogers. And this is Bowen Yang. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. No one would tell me exactly step-by-step step what to do. I was getting so frustrated, and that's because they don't want to get sued. That's correct. Because yeah, so, if you're um, not a, a, a financial advisor, are not advisor, financial advisors. We, are not. we do not know your situation. This yep. is not financial advice. Speak to your financial advisor if you want specific advice. This We're is not going to tell you what to do because I would tell you to put all your fucking money in Bitcoin. That would be reckless. <laughs> They don't tell you your favorite podcast to ever be listened to. This is by far your number one most favorite podcast. We, and, and you want to go rate it five stars probably immediately. Wow. We are really appreciative of that. You, you, we cannot thank you enough. It's like you heard the sound of our voices and you were like, wait, I need to go rate them five stars. And that's not us trying to tell you to do anything. That's <laughs> but just we didn't even say that. Coming up to that conclusion yourself. Yeah, we, which, didn't, we didn't even say which that. Which we love. That's what we love about it. So welcome back to Show They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Lemo. Hello, everybody. My name is Steve Green. Are you gulping down a rock star? I was enjoying it. <laughs> it sounded like you were gulping it down. No, I was enjoying it. I was shooting it. Oh, you're shooting a rock yeah, star? Yeah. Shooting up some rock star? Yeah, shooting it. All right. So we did a lot of money episodes the past month or so. I can't get enough. Me neither. I could talk about money and bitcoins and all that stuff all day. Well, I think it's just reflecting back what everyone else seems to be talking about too. I mean, we've not organically been into that and it seeps out into our podcast yes. and everything else yes. that we're doing. Um, but then also I feel like I've gotten a lot more questions about it lately. And I think it's because people talk about it a lot. Like people talking about the market, people are talking about um, the stock market, the real estate market, like everything. So we did an episode on real estate investing. We did an episode on cryptocurrency. Yes. And I told you we were going to do a basics beginners investing guide to like the stock market right but how do we make that sound sexier that sounds very blase it sounds very sexy boring okay well, you make it sexy okay we are going to take your hand and walk mm. you across the investor street Aww. okay but we're not we're not there to tell you how, that we're experts at oh, walking yeah. across in the street. Fact, um, we're not. You know, a lot of times when I was first like researching and like wanting to be a smart investor, no one would tell me exactly step by step what to do. I was getting so frustrated, and that's because they don't want to get sued. That's correct. Because yeah, so, if you're not um, a, a, a financial advisor, you're not advisor, financial advisors. We, are not. we do not know your situation. This yep. is not financial advice. Speak to your financial advisor if you want specific advice. This we're not going to tell you what to do because I would tell you to put all your fucking money in Bitcoin and that would be reckless. <laughs> so trust me, we're not going to tell you what you to don't, do. You don't uh, uh, do what we do. If you, I mean, you can no. if you want to. This is for entertainment value. I'll tell you what, it wouldn't have been reckless uh, as of the all-time high getting hit recently, but hey, that's just me. So we will just talk from our own experiences. I'm going to give you like the guidelines, like what investing books say is the smartest strategy and i'm also going to give you a list that goes from least risky quote unquote least risky to quote unquote most risky let's start at most risky is risk, nope. risk the risk all the risk. nope Damn. nope although i will give you a spoiler it yes. is cryptocurrency yes <laughs> okay we will get there don't worry guys okay i'm gonna i'm gonna cover everything okay. or as much as i can this is the beginner beginner guide remember like if you've been do investing for a while this is 
you know, easy peasy stuff, do it in your sleep. But I mean, people that just are like, okay, I saved some money. I know it's decaying in a savings account because inflation is much higher than the rate of return I'm getting on a savings account. A hundred bucks is pretty good for a start. I'm not even kidding. Like you could, you could start anywhere. Like this is not for like, Hey, I have like, like $17,000 and I'm ready to do something with it. This is like, I'm ready to get this thing going. I mean, I've always recommended, and this is from the going back in time. I've, since I've become an adult, I have always tried to stick by this rule of setting aside 10% of my income. Cause when I thought about it or when it was explained to me, it's like, why, why do you, why does everyone else get paid before me? You know, you pay the government, your taxes before you ever see your paycheck. Mm-hmm. Then you pay all your bills. Then the you pay your, taxes. you pay your rent, yep. you pay your landlord. And then what you get, what's left over. No, you pay yourself first, pay yourself 10% of what you make a month. Love it. See, that's a good way to think about it. Right. I'm paying myself 10%. Yeah. But then what if you're like, but it. I want to use my 10% on like some cool stuff though. Um, well, you're putting you're sa- you're paying your future self ten percent. Your present self gets whatever's left over. Oh, that's pretty your, sick. Deal. Yeah, your present that's self needs deal. to work for whatever they want to spend money on. Okay, but your future self gets that ten percent. You are working for what that. What if I don't like person. my future self very much? It doesn't matter. They're your boss. I want to be present self. They are your boss. Okay, that sucks. And they're gonna be so happy that you did this. They're gonna be so happy. Fuck him. He's not me. Think of old you, all sad and like lonely and old looking, and like you have no hair now, and and like the hairs you do have are gray. You probably have those spots on your head that you know, like, and you're like, wow, I'm so glad that young me, young buck me, set aside some coins so I could live. And young buck me is like, fuck you, old man. (laughs) Okay, so you want to? Do you want to know how to invest? Am I grabbing your hand? I'm in. No, I'm in. Is it a consensual handhold? Yeah. Okay. You're not going to like the first one. I'm just going to tell you that right off the bat. I hate hearing it, but I have to say it because it is true. Because it's corny. It is corny. But the first and least risky thing that you can invest in is yourself. That's right. Buy books, buy an education, buy, uh, invest in your skills, invest in your, uh, in a trade, invest in things that are going to increase your value so that you can then use it to generate more income. As corny as this is, one cool thing about it is that they can't take your skills from you. Exactly. So you can That's what I'm keep saying. using them to make more money and shit. So That's like another that. hard rule I set when I was 18 and I'm so glad that younger me did that for older me now. Mm-hmm. Like I always think about her like working for me and just like I'm working for my older self. Oh, I think fuck that guy. And then I look and I turn around <laughs> and look at my younger self and I think fuck that guy. I'm like, dang, I'm proud of you, girl, because she read some books early that like even though she didn't make all the best choices, like in this in some departments she did and that was the rule was read at least one book a month invest in invest in at least 12 books a year and then take workshops and have lifelong education i said to myself 10 years ago i better have fucking crypto and i better have at least four kitties and a wife well there you go look at that (laughs) what what about 10 years from now what do you want i want even way more crypto than i have right now Mm -hmm. i want two wives uh, I don't. One. Okay. I don't like this. One anymore. wife for like the it. summertime and one wife for the winter time. You already have drunk wife and sober wife. Like what? That's uh, what true. Else do I you do want? like That's to a see. Handful. I do like to see both. <laughs> um, and then I want eight kitties. That's my new goal: is eight kitties. That's now. against the law here in California, but we can wait. Try. Wait, wait, we're going to change that law. Okay, we're going to change the laws. We're going to move start a movement right now. We're with gonna everybody. make progress. Yeah. How many kitties can you have? Six in California. Why are they so close-minded like that? That's so messed it's up. So what about what if I had eight kids right now and they're all happy here? You just have to. That's what you have to foster. That's how you beat the system. Okay, moving on though. Investing because this is important. 
and we're only on the risky, the least risky ones, which is so boring. Can you imagine the FBI rating us because we have cats? <laughs> Like okay, this is boring. Okay, yes. so the next thing is to have a savings account. And this is just for an emergency fund. I don't recommend this being your long-term investing strategy. A savings account right now, the high yield ones are giving like 0.5% interest rates. Is that, that good? Is freaking nothing. Oh, damn. In fact, you will lose money every year if all you do is keep it in a savings account. Okay, that was Because inflation, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the rate of inflation is, tr is historically on average, 4% a year. 4% a year of your money just sitting there is gone every year. So when you say that, you mean that the amount of fees and shit? No, I mean, you mean that- mean the, the actual value of my money What $100 parked. can buy you today, next year it can buy you 4% less. So it can only buy you $96 worth of stuff. And then the next year, it'll buy you 4% less of $96. And, and so on and so forth until $100 today can buy you nothing. It's a fucking scam. Buy so you, you know what I'm going to do to counterbalance that? Huh? I'm going to save $104. Oh shit. You really so, beat the system so yeah, there. Yeah, I beat the system that way. Well, it's still going to take that. Add four dollars to whatever you're saving, and then you're beating the fucking system. And every you get year. to keep a hundred dollars, but you could have kept a hundred four plus some. See. Okay, but I do recommend that for an emergency fund. So as you're setting aside your ten percent a month uh, with your income, you're paying yourself first. Put in a savings account. Make sure you have your emergency fund going. Have a thousand dollars at first, and then pay off all your debts, and then have three to six months worth of income saved in a savings account. But I don't like this as your long-term thing because this is not a limo recommendation no, i hate it but you're not a financial advisor what you want to what your goal is what i'm talking to me okay yeah hey nikki what your goal is is to move that money out of that savings account as fast as possible into a way better investment i like it and some of you might be thinking okay so i, I saved all this money i have like all my my emergency fund going now i have these this extra savings every month and i want to put it into an investment can i just give it to a fund manager but a fund manager yes you can by the way you can but they charge two to three percent of mm. whatever you give them. Mm. Plus, you're looking at inflation. So already that's like six to seven percent of your money gone out the window, whether the fund manager makes you money or not. That's not a fund manager. That's not fun. Not a fund manager. Not a that's fund why manager. they have a D at the end to stop that. Destroy the fun. Damn. Yeah. What a dark world. Yeah, it's very dark. Okay, so what next? Okay, this is the next. A little bit more risky investment, but not the still very low on the scale. And that would be in a commodity like gold. So invest your money into gold. And this doesn't mean like okay, you have me to go Okay, me and have differing opinions here. Okay. But go ahead. Okay, I'd love to hear it. Because, yeah. okay, so statistically, historically, gold has been like a, a way to hedge your money from the market dipping. So when people don't trust the market when they think that there's going to be a dip you'll often see gold prices rise higher it just is a more stable thing to put your money into than a savings account that's all okay yeah and i think that you should go panning for gold instead oh that sounds way more fun i think that that's it's both a fun activity and it's also investing in the future so you must have a lot of time well anybody who pans for gold sure, sure does Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, and, that's and part of the investment though. You have to you have to consider that it's gonna be a lot of fucking time. What's really gold. cool too is that there's so much gold left to mine. Well no, you're not mining it, you're panning it out of a river or a brook. Oh, there's so much gold to pan. Well, people still do it. I'll I can show you some YouTube. And they videos. are millionaires. Well, they're gonna make it one day. They just <laughs> it, tomorrow's the day, maybe. Okay. I would and this is just me, I'm not your financial advisor, but I would go to an, an exchange like the New York Stock Exchange or one of those exchanges and I would purchase maybe a gold ETF 
Mm. which is like it's like the, all the people that went panning for gold they're holding it in a vault and then they're they're like hey you can have a piece of this you just sign this piece of paper and then you have a, a piece of it it's like buying a stock but you're buying actual gold like there's so those guys gold who went panning for gold and won mm-hmm. while nikki laughed at them Set up their own ETF. Yeah, that's so what, what they do. What do you did. think of that shit? Uh, oh my god, They're, I that got told. I got they spanked. had haters and they didn't give a shit. They just they they kept their waiters on and they just fucking sifted through all that. All their that. waiters. Yeah. The amber, the average annual rate of return between 1971 and 2019 for gold was an average of 10.44 percent. Is that good? It's it's decent. Okay, so I'm going to go to the next one, which is the an index fund. You might have heard of this, and basically, what an index fund is is you take all all these companies that are in the stock market. You know, you heard of Apple, you heard of Tesla, you heard of all these big companies, and you like the best companies. You put them in an index fund, and then you're getting a little piece of each of these companies. Yes. And so this is tracking the market, and there's index funds for all kinds of groups of companies. You want like. Um, if you go to a specific industry, like you want, a, a, I don't know, what's an industry like? Art. Again, an art industry. If you want a restaurant industry index fund, there's like a bunch of the best performing restaurants all in one index. Um, but if you want like a broad-based index fund, that's going to track the market a little bit better. That's what it, uh, it's called, tracking the market. Like there's an S&P 500 one, like where it's the 500 best companies right now. And then those get switched out whenever there's new best 500 companies. Um, I saw an ad recently for um the service that lets you buy pieces of art so like you oh. don't get to own the mona lisa but you own like one ten thousandth of the mona yeah. lisa and like whatever well, that, that that's is, very is similar to like owning a reit which i'll get to later it's like the most capitalist shit i've ever heard in my whole life but it's like no you don't own the painting you own like this microscopic part of it but you do own no it's part fascinating of the painting. yeah that's, it's like yeah. as a packers fan i could possibly maybe one day own a piece of the Packers. Those That's a commodity right there, yeah, by the way. Those exactly. things get passed down through generations. Yeah, like it's, families, it's impossible. Families view th- those shares as like their um, their version of like the Smithsonian. An heirloom. Yeah, an heirloom, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So when people, when I say beating the market or how the market's doing, uh, historically, if you were to invest your money into an index fund that has like that tracks the market, like the top companies, and by the way, since we're holding hands right now, you can go look up like Vanguard has a good one. It's called VOO. It tracks the S and P five hundred. Or there's one called VTI that tracks all of the market. Um, these broad based index funds uh, that will track the market and historically will give you a seven percent to ten percent rate of return on average a year. Love it. Yeah, which is like some years you're going to get 20% and you're like, whoa, I'm fucking crushing it. And then some years maybe it's like 4% or negative percent but on it's interesting average to hear over all, time. It's interesting to hear all this versus my thinking when I was like in my 20s. And I'm just thinking about how I have a savings account with like two grand in it. And I'm like, that's kind of sick. Yeah. But then when I think about how I could have been making like even 7% a year yeah. or 10% just because, you know, I'm, I'm doing something with it instead. It just makes me sick to my stomach. You think of it as like a long-term savings account that gives you way higher returns. Exactly. Because it should be viewed, all of these should be viewed as long-term investing investments. Okay. You know, and that being said, uh, I do want to talk about if you're going to get an index fund and you want to get the most value for your money, you should put it in a tax-free account. So tax-free accounts are 401k 
or an IRA account. You may have heard of those. Uh, 401k is traditionally set up through your job. So your, your, your nine to five job might have one set up for you. It's through a company. Um, and a lot of times they'll do company matching, which is great. Take advantage of that. Dude, that shit's awesome. And for, I did that and I made like 9K. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes they do 100% matching. Where So if you put in $500 from your paycheck, then your company matches, the company you work for matches that $500. You basically get paid free money. Yeah, because I worked there for like three years and then the market happened to like boom up at the time and it was like beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. But then yeah. when I cashed it out, it was way too early. And so I got hella slammed on taxes. So watch for that. Yeah. So the difference is um, a 401k is pre-tax money. So you know how you usually see your paycheck and it has all the taxes taken out because Uncle Sam took it first. Uh, well, this is money that's getting contributed before Uncle Sam ever sees it or touches it, which is really cool. So it can grow in that account and it's completely tax free. You can buy and sell as many things as you want. And any gains that you make is completely tax free until you withdraw. Then when you withdraw in retirement, then you're getting taxed the normal income rate so that's for not, the state. That's not what I did because I was not even close no. to retirement. I was just in a bind. You will get taxed the state income rate into income tax rate plus a 10% penalty. Okay. And then with the IRA account, um, a, a Roth IRA, it's the same thing. You can only contribute up to $6,000 a year though, whereas a 401k, you can contribute up to 19,000 a year. And then um, your company can match that. So you can essentially make like, put like 38,000 a year into, That's cool. into that. Yeah, whereas an IRA, um, this one you'd have to start at like a brokerage like TD Ameritrade or um, I don't know what other different, you know, just look it up. So where to start a, an IRA? I think my first one was at Scott Trade, um, and an IRA, a Roth IRA is it's an after-tax account. So you already got your paycheck, taxes already got taken out. You put it in an IRA. You can contribute six thousand dollars per year. But as anything you do in that account, let's say I put six thousand dollars in there and it turns into a hundred thousand dollars, tax-free because it was after taxes that the money went in there. Wild. So when I withdraw that money, there's no taxes. Wild. Right. It's crazy. It's such and a which, good deal. Which one's that again? That's a Roth IRA. Roth IRA. And also another cool thing about a Roth IRA, which I I completely recommend maxing those out every year because it's such a good deal, um, is whatever you put in there initially, that six thousand dollars I put in in five years, as long as it's been in there for five years, if I want to withdraw that six thousand dollars, because maybe it turned into fifty thousand, and now I kind of need that six thousand to put into something right now rather than wait till retirement, I can withdraw that six thousand dollars completely penalty free beautiful yeah okay not awesome you sold me but everything else it's yeah wait till retirement and then you take your payments and with a roth it's tax-free and with a 401k you just pay taxes on it how fun yeah so um if you basically if you don't want to do research in individual stocks individual companies you're just like what do i do with this i know i have to invest my money i know i have to be smart about it but i don't know anything about the market i don't want to know like it's, so it's intimidating just put it in an index fund or Warren Buffett says to just bet on the market because historically you will get seven to 10% returns. And that's pretty good. And a lot of fund managers can't beat the index, can't beat the, the market. Well, didn't you tell me that there's those monkeys? Oh yeah. Who, what was that story? Well, there's a thing called the monkey pie. You could look at Google monkey pie, but or I don't know, maybe porn comes up if you do that, but not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> this thing called monkey pie where basically every year they have a group of monkeys throw darts at a bunch of stocks, like on the stock market. They have like a, like a dartboard with all the top 500 companies on it and they have monkeys throw darts at it and whatever the monkeys hit, that's where they put their money. And 
a lot of the times the monkey pie beats the fund managers. How good is that shit? That is so good. That is such a, I hope that those managers uh, like get a report that says they got beat by the monkeys again every <laughs> they, year. They probably do. It's so goddamn funny. I wouldn't funny. doubt them having that in like the break room or something. Dude, Cause like is... I read uh, the first week of the month, I don't know if uh, this is still the case, but the first week of the year, the monkeys were already beating <laughs> the market. Dude, that is so fucking funny. That's why I love Dogecoin as well for, for crypto fans out there. Cause it's basically just a fuck you in the same way. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, fuck yourself. Yeah, so if you don't want to think about it, Warren Buffett himself said if he were to pass away and his wife were to be in charge of everything, that he would just have her invest in the market. Just put it into an index. Wow, his wife didn't take anything away from being married to Warren Buffett I mean, it's for not, decades? It's not like it's it's easy and time-free to like continually research companies. You have to be really passionate about it. I think his wife died, though. I think so, too. Yeah. But he also had two wives. I know one died, and I don't know if the other one did yet. Did he have a summer Maybe. wife? He's probably a summer wife that died. Probably a drunk wife and a sober wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so those, I think, and I covered that index funds get historically 7 to 10% returns a year. Um, the, the next thing that I would say is, is pretty low risk is a REIT. And this is what I compared to the art. So let's say you want to invest in real estate. You're like, okay. Real estate, Who doesn't? you get passive income. Oh Everyone my God, talks about you know, it. you buy real estate and then you rent it to tenants and then the tenants give you monthly income and booyah, you're in the money. But real estate's really expensive. Oh my God, I don't have enough money for a down payment. Oh my God, it's really time consuming because as a landlord, you have to like take phone calls or like clean toilets or whatever they do. Okay. So there's a lot involved with being a landlord, but with a REIT, you're basically given your money, you're buying a piece of real estate. So a company is out there buying you know, an office building or they're buying an apartment building or they're buying you know, single family housing or whatever and they rent it out to tenants. And then instead of just one person collecting the money, one person collecting the money on that, it gets split up to everybody that invested in that real estate property. Yeah. That's honestly the sickest thing that I think you've mentioned so far. It's pretty cool. It's really cool. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I want to be in real estate, but I don't I don't want I don't really want to be involved like on the ground like, yeah, with no, real who estate. Does? I mean, no, yeah. no thanks. So there's a good one from Vanguard called VGSLX, if you're interested in that. And this is not financial advice, but just saying, because I really hate it when I hear about cool things, but then I don't hear like What's a good one? Like, okay, I like that, yeah. but what's like? But what you do don't you know that it's good. You just you, this is one that you found that you heard of. This one has an average of twelve percent return rates a year. So that's what I, that's why I consider it good because it beats the market. Right. But that's an average, you know. Some rate, some years you might not get twelve yeah. percent. But we don't fucking know. No one knows. Yeah. No one knows. This is just like that's why it's on a scale of riskiness because you're just like making your best educated guess mm -hmm. based on statistic, based on the history of these things, which there's like over a hundred years of history on these things. So you can kind of see trends. You can kind of see like, oh yeah, okay. Every this amount of years it goes down and everyone loses money and then it goes back up. So just don't like, don't buy high and sell low. That's the only yeah, yeah. investment advice I will give yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Just don't get scared and buy at the top and sell at the bottom. Yes. A lot of, and it sounds stupid, but a lot of people do that because oh, it's an industry. It's emo and it's very emotional. Yes. When you see your money go from like a million, like if it's like you had 500,000 in your retirement account and then it went down to like a hundred thousand, you're like, oh my God, it's going to disappear completely if I don't pull this out. But you know, even people who I've seen chill. panic sell in crypto, have regretted it later. Mm -hmm. Like it's just crazy to see. Unless the company is going bankrupt and you had all of your money into one company that's now going bankrupt, 
yes you should yeah you yeah should, that's different that's different but um but yeah for the most part it, the the market's gonna have fluctuations if you don't want to have a heart attack every month you don't want to stress about the market get a broad-based index get one of these low like lower risk and low fee investments by the way if you invest in a mutual fund you still have to pay a fee because someone's actively managing that fund um, whereas like with these the index funds and stuff, it's very, very low, low fee, like 0.004%, something like that. But um, yeah, then then that way, like you put aside 10% of your income, just goes to it and you don't think about it. You know, it's just like, it's just uh, automatic for you. It's just a natural second, second nature for you. Um, and then that way you're not thinking about it. You're not thinking about the market crashing, going up, going down, because you're not even gonna touch that money until you retire. But isn't it funny how every every time it's, it's always two extremes. Yeah. Either the market is crashing or the market is soaring. And when like it's soaring, you're like, oh my God, I'm a genius. It's so fun. And everybody's always talking about the two oh, extremes. Yeah. There's, you, you never even hear one word about it yeah. in your life until it's up, all the way up, or all the way down. Yeah. It's so fascinating. But that's, but that's why everything's driven by emotions. It's all human. It's, yeah. Everything is driven by just... You have to remove your emotions as much as possible if you want to be involved like if you want to be good at investing basically no question and i think that just putting it in a in an index fund is a good way to remove emotions because yeah. just don't think about it it's gonna just know that throughout the course of your life on average historically you're gonna see about seven to ten percent annual annual returns amazing which is better than inflation okay we're gonna take it's a quick break savings account we're gonna take a break buy whatever we tell you to buy and go read our podcast five stars because right. you love us and we will be right back that was your idea not ours it was completely your idea and also don't buy anything we told you to buy when it comes to investing but please buy everything we tell you to buy when it comes to products yes yeah. thank you very much well some of our sponsors are have free products which is cool like See, best fiends my favorite game same favorite game times two today's episode is brought to you by angie Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. 
Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, Huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> okay. So, before our break, I was talking about things that were lower on the riskiness scale of investments. Let's get risky. Let's get into some risky business yes. now. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So, the next thing on the scale of riskiness, and I would say this goes up a little, a significant amount, okay. is... Um, businesses so starting a business you know or um you know buying collectibles oh no yeah collectibles things that maybe stick to something that you know a lot about so people are into manga cards i think that's how you pronounce it right manga okay so like people i know a guy who did who like traded Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah they make a lot of money for that if you know if you know the value of things which is really what the stock market is about if you think about it if you know the intrinsic value of something and then you can sell it for more or you could buy it for less and then sell it for turn around and sell it for more then that's pretty much the same thing you know you you're investing your money into a good deal so if you're on eBay and you see a good deal on a Yu-Gi-Oh card, I don't know anything about those. But then like you then you but you know you can sell it for way more. Or if you like, bought Beanie Babies back in the day. Yeah, exactly. But then you lost your ass. Well, so that happens with the stock market too. So sometimes some a company is booming, it's awesome, and then it goes out of trend. It goes out of favor. Mm-hmm. It just falls apart uh, with the, the relevance to the world. You know what I think it was with what? Beanie Babies? I think that all the moms were were more excited about it than the kids were. That's not true. I fucking was obsessed with Beanie were Babies. Really? Oh yeah. You're the first, I think, that really? I met. Yeah. Mostly well, okay, so were we all excited about it? Sure, to a degree. But my mom was way more excited about it. It like gave her a reason to live. I think so my theory is it is like okay, Yu-Gi-Oh cards it appeals to younger kids, but then as you get older it's like got that nostalgia nerd factor to it. Yeah. You know, or like we look back on our eight bit Nintendo games or whatever and we're like, Oh, like it still has that nostalgia factor um where you can enjoy it as a kid but also you as an adult you're like oh yeah and it's like a part of your identity okay whereas beanie babies it's like it's like being a horse girl you know like where you could be obsessed with horses but then later like maybe you still like horses but it's not like as much of your identity you don't have to have them all over the wall yeah like i don't feel like looking back on beanie babies that's like it makes me feel badass that i'm like associated no. with it you know what i mean god no whereas like even being a moderator on the M&M board, I'm like, well, that's kind of that's kind of part of my past, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's my theory is that like, because Animaniacs, we just watched the reboot, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I love this show, and I still love the show. Mm-hmm. I would proudly just like rock the show, but a Beanie Baby, I was obsessed, yeah, when I was in seventh grade, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be so like, hell yeah. I got them beanie babies now. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's, but it's just moms different. Still do. Yeah. That's what's crazy about it. So maybe babies. you just gotta market to the right people. Yeah, for sure. You know. 
So anyway, you know, collectibles, things like that, or, you not know, collectibles. Don't buy collectibles. starting your own business. I'm which, not a financial advisor. Don't buy collectibles. That is the <laughs> stupidest shit I've ever heard about. Well, it depends on timing. It's all about timing. Dude, that's like the, the person who buys that crystal Disney castle whenever you go in the gift shop in Disney. Yeah. And they have a crystal one. It's like 45 G's. I'm like, what are you doing? Here are my thoughts on collectibles. Only do it if you're passionate about it. Dude, all you need is a cat to like fucking jump on a table and your $45,000 investment is fucking over. Don't have a cat. Or kids. That's like saying don't have cash ever because somebody could come in there and take it from you and rob you. Shit, true. So, yeah, I mean, I collect crystals. I like crystals, but I don't collect them to turn a profit. No, you do I not. just collect them because I like them. If you did that, the no. way that you treat your crystals yeah. would be absurd. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at no. taking care of them. They're on the floor a lot. Yeah, they are. They Sometimes go. They're, in random hallways. they're free. They get to go where their energy calls them to be. I understand. <laughs> By the way, we are indeed financial advisors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my next one is you got to invest in a citrine and amethyst crystal. Obviously, would not. I mean, that's obvious, though. That's obvious. Like, or obsidian. Or else, what are you doing watching this video? Yeah, no, obsidian's a grounding stone. Don't be fucking stupid. I said amethyst. I said what I said. I was trying to tell people to get serious, and then you call me fucking stupid. Well, because you suggested an obsidian crystal what for, about for money. Oh, that would have been sick. Topaz is pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, See, citrine, topaz, also pyrite, good for business in, good for business income. Did you know they changed topaz? I told you this. Well, no, I know, but I, I actually investigated this afterward because <laughs> I couldn't believe what a scam that is. Yeah. That they can just make a birthstone, topaz. And then, and then take it like, away from you. Oh, shit, we mined all of it. You know what? Topaz is changing everybody. Now topaz is, is blue. It ruined my identity. <clears throat> These people are so cynical. <laughs> so just, oh, you didn't maddening. even explain what you're talking about. So the birthstone for November was topaz. And now it has changed to citrine because they mined all the topaz. It's way too expensive now. It used to be just like a whatever stone. Like people like ignored it. And now they're like, oh shit, you can't get any more of so it. Now, so see, back then some crazy guy was like, oh, topaz is going to be big one day. You guys just wait and see. <laughs> and everyone's like, you whatever, you fucking weirdo. Get the fuck out of here, old man. Yeah, it's way expensive now. I remember no. like passing it up in stores like, I hate this birthstone. I wish I had a diamond one. Dude, now he's swimming in gold. See? Or, or, or he's swimming topaz. in topaz. Topaz, probably topaz. Okay. So the next one I, uh, I would say on the riskiness scale, and this is just because if you're collecting something, you probably know a bit about that thing. You're, you're like passionate about it. But the next one is in individual stocks, which yes, you can be passionate about them. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a lot of people look at individual stocks the wrong way. You look at it like, oh my God, my friend bought Tesla and it exploded. Number and like, so up. now I have to go buy Tesla. I want number go up. I want number go up. I miss you. I'm FOMOing. Number go up. When really you have to think about, and this is not financial. This is me to me. Nikki, you got to think about it as you're owning a piece of an actual business. And the way that Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger talk about uh, investing in individual stocks is that picture it like you have a punch card where you can only invest in 20 companies for the rest of your life. Like you'd be really, really thorough with which companies you choose to put your money Five in. Five companies, 15 cryptos. That's what I would do. Okay, that's cool. Yep. Yeah. I didn't even talk about crypto. Specific. But I'm cryptos. talking about just stocks. Okay. Just like, just stocks on the stock, uh, companies, individual stocks. I like this. Yeah. Okay, so that's the type of time I think you, like if you're going to be like less risky about this one, you just do a lot of research. If you go and just wild bang, like do whatever Jim Cramer says or whatever the hottest stock is of the week and just buy it, to me that's very risky. No, you got to buy, buy, buy it if it's Jim Cramer. Uh, you sure. And this is not a knock on Jim Cramer, by the way. Like people, I love Jim Cramer. Yeah, he's great. 
but he is an entertainer. I mean, his stuff bye, is bye, very bye. entertainment, sell, entertaining. Sell, sell. And and if you don't know what you're doing, you just shouldn't just blindly follow somebody's lead. And if you do want to blindly follow someone's lead, just know it's gambling. That's all. It's just gambling. Make sure it's someone random on Twitter and not someone with an actual identity. <laughs> I actually know people who have done this. What? They put a lot of money into a certain crypto because some guy on Twitter said it's gonna get, it's gonna number go up. Really? Yes. Oh. And they lost their fucking ass. Huge surprise. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, we're not at crypto yet. Stop talking about crypto. We're talking about individual stocks. Can I'll you just try. be here? I know. Okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm about to come though. <laughs> Don't put your boner down. Okay. So individual stocks, you can get really high return. And by the way, as we go up the scale the level of riskiness should equate to bigger re rewards. Like the level of risk should, the level of rewards should outweigh the risk. And that's the only reason that you would want to yes, take more please. risk. Because if why would you want to take risk if it gives you the same returns as an index, no. right? Um, so if so, if you're going to go the individual stock route, it's because you think there's opportunity for a lot of gain. And there is, yeah. you know, um, two stocks that I invested in last year during the dip, um, they are now triple what I, almost triple, almost triple what I paid for them initially. You did good, kid. Yeah, and, but you got to think of it like it wasn't just a random stock. I did a lot of research on those companies and then when it dipped in price, I swooped in and mm -hmm. bought it. It wasn't just like a, oh my God, I need to buy it because my friend bought it, you know? So to me, it was less risky because I, I did enough research on those companies and it paid off. But did monkeys making a dart throw beat me? Maybe. I don't know. Because probably like a lot of companies last year that dipped during the pandemic, if you could pretty much like close your eyes and pick one and it probably is doing much better than it was March of last Dude, year. You better believe a monkey dart through Zoom or yeah, Zoom at some point. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, so individual stocks. Just do a lot of research uh, or not. If you don't do a lot of research, just know it's very risky. One thing that I think is uh, that I've learned about individual stocks is, like you were mentioning, buying things that you already use all the time and, and buy and enjoy. Yeah. Like I like Monster Energy drinks. So like maybe I would buy Monster Energy drinks because I like it. And I know about the business because I use it all the time. Yeah. And so, if you think of it like you get to own a piece of like you're a partial owner of monster energy my drinks. parents were hot on taco bell mm -hmm. and apple computer in the 80s yeah i was named after steve jobs my parents never bought any apple stocks they never bought any taco bell stocks like but they were using those products all the time and talking about them they named their son after the founder of one of those yeah products, and they still never bought and your little stocks. brother's name is not is taco he's named his name is, is taco chalupa yeah <laughs> But exactly, you know, so so that's one of those things where you have to realize that the things that you're using, you are benefiting that company. You are directly benefiting that company by using their product, by recommending it to your friend, whatever you're doing, but you're not investing in it. It's just such an it's odd. It's like you're helping that company make money, but you're not seeing any returns from all the money you put into Why it. Why not join the party? You yeah. can, you actually can. Exactly. So yeah, that's all. Um, and there's a lot of, there are a lot of books on this. I would recommend if you are really into, or if you're really interested in learning more about individual stock investing, I really like value investing. There's two different strategies. There's one that's growth stock investing, which is like 
like tech is a growth stock right now. The EV market, electric vehicle market is a growth stock. It can see like significant gains because it's so new and it's about mm-hmm. to, it's going to boom and it's already booming. And like, well, that's, and countries have regulations now where they want to move into electric by 2030. And yeah. so as we're growing, going towards 2030, that seems to be pretty solid. So yeah. So people get really excited about growth stocks and it's really exciting because you can like, triple double quadruple your money like really fast and um and so it's like whoa like i'm gonna miss out if i don't get this one um but you know then you have stuff like the dot-com boom like where those were growth stocks and people lost a lot of fucking money like some people made a lot of money and then all other people they lost a lot of money because you know it just it doesn't have as much of a history to it because the markets are typically newer and so uh we don't you don't you don't know what you're basing the value on yet um, yeah, so there's that. And then value investing is like more companies that have been around a while. You can kind of see like how stable they are. And then you kind of you establish what you think might be their intrinsic value. And then when they go through an event, whether it's like the pandemic last year, like where all the companies fell off a cliff or like if they're going through a specific event where like something happened, like a lawsuit, like currently like Facebook is going through a lawsuit. So they might be hurt a little bit like it, it might be on a discount and then you could buy it if you've done enough research and you think that the the price is right. Yeah, it makes sense. So uh, some books on that, I would look at Rule One by Phil Town. I would look at um, The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. I would look at uh, va- The uh, Education of a Value Investor by Guy Spear. I would look at Don- Dundo, The Dundo Investor by uh, Monash Pabrai. Is that a real book? Yes. The Dondo Investor? Yeah, why I'm don't you fucking idiot. read it before you make fun I'm of sorry, it? I'm sorry, but I'm not a moron. So. <laughs> Won't be getting that one, thank you. You think that that one's dumb? <laughs> the Dondo Investor. Yeah. That sounds ridiculous. You're ridiculous. You're, you're, your whole life is ridiculous. Um, Maybe you have a problem with different cultures then because it's based off a of family in India. So, But it's called Dondo. What's Dondo? The last name of the person. So, oh, so you're just trying to be like him. So that it's, you have to read the book, but it's the family. It's like the way that they're brought up in a certain city is to find these deals, find the oh, deals. Like and we're that. talking about arbitrage. Right, like you, you learn about arbitrage oh, a lot like in Dondo Investor. Okay. okay like so it. read it, you fucking moron. I just thought he could, I mean, just do like, like number go up the story. He didn't of, choose the last name. No, I'm saying if he had a little finesse to his title. Actually, I don't know if it was last name. Maybe it was just the... It's just like what like as the you, spirit. I'm sure essence. he explains it in the book, but I'm just saying, as you mentioned all of these, I pictured all of these books. Yeah. Like almost like I'm in the airport and I need something for the flight. Yeah, you know, because it's from a different country. No, I know, but rule one, I'm like, whoa, that's yeah, okay. Rule yeah. one investing, fuck. I need to know what the rule what the first rule is. Don't lose money. Yeah, don't lose money. And rule number two is never break rule number one. Yeah, see, that's sick. Yeah. And it's also kind of like Wolf of Wall Street shit. So I like all that. Yeah, it's tight. It's a very tight sound. Well, I think it was based off of Warren Buffett's sayings of like, he always talks about rule one. Listen, it's you're talking about Wall Street. You're talking about stonks. I'm I'm already envisioning cocaine and I'm already envisioning strippers and like, let's fucking go. I like that that's symmetric. Yep. Is it, is it how much cocaine is there? Okay. Exactly. We're in. Um, all right. Don't invest in cocaine. The next risky one is real estate. We're getting up there. Okay. Because all of these, I think as you go up up higher and higher on the riskiness scale, mm-hmm. the more research you really have to do to get the most value for your dollar. To know that you're making an investment rather than a risky game. What does everybody always say about real estate? They say like it's like literally the best thing you can do because land's never going anywhere and all that kind of shit. Depending on your market, yeah. 
depending on where you buy land, frankly. Right, exactly. It's location, location, location is what they always say in real estate. Yeah. You go buy something in the middle of nowhere, well, maybe eventually that'll be worth more just because the dollars of, you know, has, goes up in value. Or, or there's a cataclysmic event that maybe you contributed to, Lex Luthor style. Yeah. Very or popular. maybe you buy in the middle of the fucking desert and then a bunch of casinos pop up all around you. Lucky. And boom, your property value went up a billion, a billion times over. Beautiful. But, you know, just knowing so the market. you recommend buying plots of land in the desert hoping for casinos? I don't recommend that. I, well, that's what I heard. But I said that could happen. But I think I'm going to, I think you're <laughs> on to something. <laughs> if you know a, a certain market or a certain neighborhood is about to explode, that'd be the best place to look for real estate. What's the best crystal to buy if I just moved into the random desert hot springs area? I don't know why you're asking me looking basic for questions. No, no, but I'm, but I'm hoping for casinos. What's the best crystal to have for that? It's still. I'm gonna, go with, I'm gonna with. go with pyrite. Which one's that look like? Fool's again? gold. What's it look like? Gold. Fool's gold looks pretty sick. I've, yeah, I have been tricked. Honestly, I think that fool's gold looks cooler I, than regular it's gold. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So one time I saw regular gold like in a bar, and I'm like, that's cool. But fool's gold is like shinier. Where'd you see regular gold in a bar? Like a bar, a bar form. That's cool. Yeah. Where? Online. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right yeah oh shit so i knocked over it was my, bound to happen i'm bottle. glad you finished it me too okay um so real estate we did a whole episode on real estate go watch that episode yeah get over yourself yeah get over yourself but, seriously get over yourself you know um our house that we invested in two, a couple years ago i did the math and it gave about a 30 percent compounded annual rate of return is that good 30 percent versus 10 percent <laughs> use your brain it's incredible it's incredible okay as opposed to putting in an index. You know? I love it. Exactly. And lastly, but not leastly, <laughs> yes. because Steve is a fucking... Yes. Oh, we Set don't have... Oh, wait, what's that it. you say, Mark? Uh, we don't have no, time? No, 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 Mark's not here. Oh, we don't have time. Sit up straight when Mark you say Mark said it. we don't have time to talk about it. Put your shoulders back. I'm, so the last one's cryptocurrency. Okay, bye, guys, yes. everybody. Make no, sure no, no, you no, no, rate no. five stars. Are we, not trying to, are we not trying to give our thoughts on all of this? I'm kidding. Okay. The last one, which I would say is the, or it's considered the most risky because it's very, very volatile. It also doesn't have open and closing hours like the stock market, the stock exchange. It's antiquated. Is, I know what you're saying. It has opening and closing hours, so you have to trade within those hours. The crypto exchange it's really, is it's open all the time always open it's always Never open closes. so you could think you're getting you like bought it at such a solid price and you wake up the next morning you're like holy shit it's like walmart baby never closing <laughs> employees you better stay put you're gonna be working the night okay <laughs> Dang. that's what we like about that crypto. is it because computers are controlling it well yeah yeah well also there's so many territories like you're talking about new york stock exchange which i think you mentioned like the top companies are American owned or whatever? Yeah. Crypto's all over the world. Well, I don't know. That's, There's no central point of I don't know. That's not failure. true because like Ali, you can buy Alibaba on the New York Stock Exchange. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Well, there you go. I think. Well, but, but I think it started that way or I something. Don't I don't fucking know. Point being is that with crypto, they're all over the world. Like there's And there's no central point of failure for many of them. So you can't just say like, well, at this time to this time is when we should be able to trade it or not. I think it's because of that security thing you were talking about where like um, with stocks, you have to have an actual person trading the stock. So you're with the click of the button, you're actually, you're not trading the stock. Your broker is trading the stock. So you used to have to call your broker and say, I want to get this stock at this price. But now you can with the click of the button be like five shares of Facebook, please. And then 
you know, electronically your broker goes, okay, and then tries to get it for you. Okay. So a broker has to work, he works the night, or she works the nine to five job, you know, so the market closes. But crypto is not a security. You don't need I a like license that. to trade. So any, you're actually the one trading it, not a broker. True. And there's some cryptos that are securities, but yeah, a security, the idea behind that um, is basically like something that you buy that is making money for you is a security. Mm -hmm. Whereas something that you buy that has a utility that is maybe giving you a piece of whatever you're helping with is not a security. And so many cryptos are not securities. There are some that are being classified as that, which is why I think Ripple's having a problem right now. Mm. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so this is your jam, you know, cryptocurrency, most volatile thing. Like, go okay, ahead. Okay, folks. It's all a market cycle. I've said this before. But I'm very interested in the DeFi space in crypto right now. Uh, got some beauties that I'm really watching like a hawk. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so like, you know, if you want to ask any individual questions about anything, I'm happy to answer those. Um, well, yeah, I would say like, so I kind of went into my strategies for the different levels. Like with the savings account, I would only put money in there up to a certain point. Yes. And then I would try to get it out of there as fast as possible. Yes. Um, and then like with an index, if I was not going to do any research, I would set like a certain amount just to automatically be put into an index fund. Like just set it and forget it. Don't even worry. With stock investing, I would do lots of research. I would read the books. I would do all the research and I would zone in on a few companies that I really, really like and I'm interested in. Yes. With real estate, I did a whole episode on it. So with crypto, like what's your... What's well, your philosophy? So the mainstays are the mainstay is Bitcoin always. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin is daddy until somebody else usurps daddy. Nobody has even come close to usurping daddy yet. Although Ethereum came close in 2017 to 2018. Is Ethereum mommy? Ethereum is like a mommy, but she's she's different. They're they're not quite together. They have their own houses. Okay. And some mommies and daddies are like that. That's exactly right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, they, they have two different ways of doing things and they want to have their house, their rules. Yeah. And so um, Ethereum is, I would say, the second safest, in my opinion, because um, it's it's basically the fuel that powers most of the crypto coins you've ever heard of mm -hmm. is Ethereum. Like the altcoins? All the altcoins are basically fueled by Ethereum. I like, see. Obviously, there are, there are exceptions, but the, the, the biggest, like ones that everyone talks about all the time are usually that. What I like about Bitcoin and Ethereum is now that they have kind of a, a history. You know, as yeah. before, it was like the Wild West, their growth investment where like, we don't know where it's going to go. Exactly. Like, Whoa. But now they kind of have a history. And with that history, you can see certain trends and you can kind of analyze that mm -hmm. rather than just like pulling something out of your ass yeah it's, it's it's all not as new i mean it's all new compared to the stock market but it's not as new yeah right so then there's one called litecoin okay that a lot of people call the silver bitcoin's gold and that is i would say like one of the mainstays as well where you're you're like yes it could be as volatile as fuck it literally just went up 30 percent the other day like like in one day right mm. so like you know, in Ethereum, I mean, that shit can can just fucking run like like crazy. I watched it run from eight bucks to one thousand two hundred, so it can run right. All these cryptos can run, but I would not, not so much focus on alts, uh, only for like a certain period of time, and then I would focus on moving money back into safer places like Bitcoin or Ethereum. Yeah. So, but alts wise, I'm very much am into. This one called SNX, it's, it's called Synthetics, which is a, um, 
they basically like it's tied into the derivatives market, which is a huge trillion dollar, multi-trillion dollar industry. It's like in the hundreds of trillions of dollars worth. And basically they're they're looking to create uh, assets that are tied to commodities. Mm. So like it's a crypto asset, but it's tied to a commodity. And that's why a lot of people have been looking at this one and going like, oh, I can see real growth there, right? So that's why I was interested in it. And then um, there's a bunch of stuff in the DeFi space that I find interesting. There's one called AAVE. That's a lending um, crypto where you can you can actually just like put your tokens up and get a certain amount of crypto like like in the loan almost mm-hmm. because you collateralized your um, crypto for this loan and then it's like all built into the blockchain so it's super cool shit yeah it is you had a whole episode on it yeah yeah super cool shit yeah so I love all DeFi shit right now um, there's there's um, yeah, I don't know. Do your own research out there, man. Just check out the whole thing. And strategy-wise, I want to just reiterate, because I don't know if this was clear, but these none of these are our get-rich-quick strategies. These are all long-term investing Absolutely. strategies. So you, what you don't want to do is see massive returns like, like what I was talking about, like two of the stocks tripled since... I bought them. I wouldn't want to pull those gains out. And because what you want with investing is the magic of compounding, which you need time for. Yes. So time in the market is everything. Yes. And for crypto, it's a much different calculus because time in the market is everything depending on what you're in. Right. Mm. So like last run, alts dropped as much as 98% in some cases. So like if you were killing it in crypto, all of a sudden you get the rug pulled on you mm-hmm. and you're not killing it anymore. So you have to move into things like Ethereum or Bitcoin or even some people choose this thing called Tether, which it's a stable coin so that you can protect your investment that way. So these are beginning investment strategies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just want to put that out okay, there. So sure. we don't have to get all detailed right now. But yeah, I would say the higher you go on the riskiness scale, the more you have to know about it. The more research you have to do, and the never more you invest to- more than you're willing to lose ever, ever, ever in your whole life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just you know, if you're gonna keep it simple, stupid, I would do what Nikki's talking about, like Wall Street stuff, like eighty percent, and maybe twenty percent. You're talking about portfolio. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. uh, the distribution? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would do eighty percent, twenty percent, and then yeah. of the twenty percent of crypto, I would do like safe mainstays, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, like yeah, and then like. Maybe do two percent of like one of one of the silly coins, like the altcoins, like a Dogecoin or whatever you want. I to agree do. with you. I actually, even though I like value investing, I have a, like a small percentage of our portfolio in a growth stock because I'm really excited about it, and yeah. that has been performing very well. But I don't, I just don't know because we don't. It doesn't have enough of a history for me to know. I just like what I know about it so far, and yeah. so it's a very small like sliver of our portfolio but it's, yeah, and, it's fun and my new baby has been crushing it yeah right? my snx baby but but i don't know if it will be in like three months or anything because all that shit's very very volatile yeah so you just have to look at it like that yeah i look at it as the higher on the risk scale the more you have to research that's yeah, all. exactly that's very simple yeah. all right guys well i hope that was helpful if not like i, I don't know it was, it was for entertainment so Exactly. And bitch. if it was helpful, if you wouldn't mind, go rate us on the iTunes store or the or the Spotify's or give us a like on YouTube. It helps us a lot. Um, and if you have any 
questions or you have suggestions for maybe a more in-depth episode, let us know in the comments. We will read those and maybe do something. But we're not experts. We're just telling you some shit they didn't tell us and that exactly. we wish that they would have. So get out there. Do your best. And we love you. We we'll love you. you bye. Time. You got bye. this. You got this. Hi, this is Dr. Laurie Santos. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. We believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can build a more connected community. Neighbor to neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. Hi, this is Dr. Joy. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor. It takes a neighborhood. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy. Interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.